Good evening, and welcome to our continuing series, Explorations in Savagery, as always with our beloved Alokwai. Namaste. Now, I'm told that today is the 99th exploration. Is it? And so to celebrate it, I want to share with you Alok's inspiration a new series, The Joy of Savagery. So I didn't know that the number we are touching a holy number. Yeah. And in this Joy of Savagery, we will cover many, many things because it opens us to such a wideness of savagery. Subjects on love, subjects on beauty, subjects on nature. It's endless. Just the Divine Mother. Yeah. Her advent. Her advent, yes. I think uh, there is no greater joy for earth than to have the embodied Divine walk upon it. That's how I look at it. And I also feel there is no greater tragedy than to see the embodied Divine vanish from our eyes to those who are um, susceptible, you know, sensitive enough of course much of the world doesn't recognize and that's okay it's, it doesn't matter but there cannot be any greater tragedy mother speaks of this that throughout the 30 years that she lived in Pondicherry with Shurabindo's physical presence she says there was such a sense of solid security she said, I had to do nothing. Just whatever came, the whole ashram, everything was growing up. I just had to tell him. That's all. Yeah. And he would not say anything much, but she knew it's all done. Then she says that later on, she had to do both the roles. Though she, she is in contact yes. fully with Sri Aurobindo, yes. inwardly. Yes. But outwardly, because people do not know. So she had to play both the roles. When Shurabindo is in his physical body, countless letters people would write to Shurabindo. Yeah. And uh, then things changed because now they didn't know Shurabindo is right there, more accessible. Yeah. But we want somebody very human, tangible. Yeah. So she had to play both the roles of, you know, Shurabindo and the mother. And yeah. it must have been a very difficult moment. Yesterday I heard the most beautiful recounting of an experience that mother said she had never met anyone with such humility as Sri Aurobindo and since she said that every day in his room they put the flowers of humility never missing a day it continues today and this humility combined with tremendous power. Yes. That also she mentions when um, Sadika passed away, who was very prone to anger and everything. She asked that what happens to those who leave their bodies here? And Shurabindo simply said, Look. And then she saw that her forehead, there was Shurabindo's symbol. And then Shubindo's voice saying, they come straight to me. And then 
the mother for a moment she says i knew but still i i asked him even this because she was known for a very uh, bad temperament very moody very mm-hmm. anger prone mm-hmm. even this and shubindu said yes it is unconditional yes yes and then she recounts she says uh, she couldn't imagine that anyone and she further continues regardless of their state during the time of death oh yes which would mean and she specified even if somebody had committed let's say suicide there have been instances yes regardless of the state at the time of death he would come straight to me and then champaklal ji when he recounts this this from the mothers uh, she recounts it it's there in the agenda yeah then when champaklal ji notes this incident he doesn't note the whole detail except that you know mother said this and then he says uh, we had heard about kashi in india and this is the modern kashi that shurbindo has created so kashi it is believed that it's the land of shiva and whoever dies there goes straight to heaven uh, not heaven but to his abode which is obviously much greater and so he says that this has been created I read recently where Sri Aurobindo had written about those who take up the yoga and he says uh, there are many who stumble along the way and then he says there are some who don't achieve anything but he said they have prepared themselves for yes. the next life yes 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 in fact you know sometimes uh, as today we were you know discussing this some people uh, i met someone today morning and you know how very early somebody's life you know he was recounting how he had some remarkable experiences i mean experiences which i'm sure yogis will die for having those experiences clear cut experiences the first experiences of actually the fourth dimension which mother speaks of that you cannot understand spiritual life unless you have experienced fourth dimension you can't uh, physicists grapple over this that how to explain fourth dimension because in fourth dimension you are inside and outside together it's an impossibility but it's possible in in fourth dimension and he had this experience you know it's a rarest mystic experience of seeing yourself in everything and then of course the descent the the liquid flowing through the spinal column the pressure of the force and the vast eye extended in heaven as should been those uh, light all these things but then the difficulties which come up in life in nature and people often wonder how to make sense of it well the first part is because in the past life there has been already a preparation so you start from a tremendous vantage point and if one were to lead only a spiritual life in the traditional way then one would not bother about anything else yeah. every mystic had very challenging outer life very challenging yes. but because in this yoga sooner or later the stress is on change of nature that the difficulties come up which includes things like attachment which includes you know things in our outer life things that are happening around you and people that's where people begin to flounder stumble as you said because inner experiences is just imagine yes often they are given initially 
Yes, and yes. Then it's a promise also. Retreat that also, behind yes, the veil. yes, yes. So yes, it's also a promise. Yes, yes, it's it also a promise of the future. Yes. yes. So, as you rightly said, and it's a wonderful journey, but it's a long journey, and one should be prepared for it. I think that's very important. That's why Shubhendu would often say, "Speak of call." And then people ask, "What is the call?" You know, we read last time about initiation, awakening. Right. So he said, "You you can't define it. You either have it or you don't have yes. it." Yes. Yes. <laughs> you have the call for the yoga, or you don't have the call for. You will know it inside you. But once you have the call, then just go through it. But it's, it's certain after. It's that. certain. He says that yeah. uh, no matter what happens yeah. along the way, yes, yes. it is certain. Yes. I think today that WhatsApp message you were sharing is worth really reading, and then we can proceed. Good. It's a very interesting. It's okay, no problem. Yeah, because you know it's a joy of sharing something. So, this is from the synthesis of yoga, page seven eight zero. A present incapacity, however heavy may seem its pressure, is only a trial of faith and a temporary difficulty. and to yield to the sense of inability is for the seeker of the integral yoga in nonsense <laughs> he doesn't means words you're not even saying that you know it's not a good way to think it's don't indulge in negativity it's nonsense for his object is a development of a perfection that is there already latent in the being because man carries the seed of the divine life in himself in his own spirit the possibility of success is involved and implied in the effort look at these lines it's implied involved and implied in the effort so if you are putting an effort success has been already granted to you only it has to unfold with time and victory is assured because behind is the call and guidance of an omnipotent power so, you know shivindo is not uh, relying on our sadhana <laughs> thankfully <laughs> he is relying on his own power yes and i think that would be a wonderful uh, way to start so we'll continue for a while yes on the uh, canto 1 brief you know the, summaries yes, yes of the 48 cantos you see but from time to time we may yeah be we in the joy of yes poetry we'll we'll go else joy will be the indication and see how the divine uh, works you know people don't uh, understand and uh, you know when they even try to compare shurbinda as a guru master you know guru guides shows you the path you walk he tells you a method a technique now very often people wonder why shurbinder and the mother have not given an ineluctable way they have told many techniques if one wants to but because they are not relying on techniques that we may do they are relying on themselves look at the beauty <laughs> techniques okay because man wants to do something and he 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 believes you know he is doing something and it opens the door to grace because he believes in that you know, the famous story of uh, when they have to build a bridge to lanka yes now yes. they are building another 
so a small one they should have called architects from ramayana so you know what do the monkeys do you know they actually the nala neel have got a curse <laughs> and this curse turns out to be a boon that they put the uh, stones with lord rama's name and it floats and it floats yes so you know it's we have to get the sense of effort you know sometimes we have to also feel that we are doing something but this yoga does not depend on that it depends on opening oneself surrender aspiration wanting it seeking for it and it's done for you sincerity sincerity and see here comes these lines on page 8 because just as last time we discussed a little bit about why should satyavan die so why should the divine mother who is omnipotent omniscience why should shirobindo who is omnipotent and omniscience one with that consciousness why should he have to go through the difficulties and challenges mother writes a lot about yes, this yes, yes. how she says that if i didn't come down to you you couldn't approach me in one of her prayers she speaks of uh, today only i was reading it again may all earthly desires come into me because she is otherwise she is stainless so she is calling for earthly desires you know we read last time that earthly desires touched her like a sweet alien note yeah because she is born free of that she is born free so she calls the earthly desires so that she can offer it to the lord and transmute them so we have on page 8 at the very beginning thus trapped in the gin of earthly destinies awaiting her ordeals our abode outcast from her inborn felicity accepting life's obscure terrestrial robe hiding herself even from those she loved the godhead greater by a human fate you know hiding even from those she loved right through yes. she would do that she's sweeping she's carrying water even shurbindo when he has decided that he will withdraw so on 24th november there is a darshan and they don't get a clue the only clue they get is when they are asked to hurry through the queue and they wonder why so shubindo holding the entire you know highest consciousness sitting there while at the same time he is drinking the poison of humanity so that's what he was doing and then even on 2nd december she went as usual with the program mm-hmm. and she calls dr sanyal and dr sanyal uh, comes and he thinks he has to intervene and then he gives a whole list what should be done should not be done the mother scolds him who has asked you to intervene <laughs> so he is wondering why he has been called and he wants to go back and the mother tells him can't you stay a little few more days and then he realizes that oh it was a special grace given to him so that he can be there when the lord you know so jones in another goes beyond our sight and he was one of those who the mother touched and you know he could see the golden, the golden pinkish yeah. golden light like a mantle covering shubindo it's a very interesting book yes or rather now it's available as a book a call from pondicherry 
about this uh, incidence so you know she is not just they are not just gurus who are pointing away giving us a technique or a method they are doing it for us and it's difficult to believe that it's possible this But, word uh, jin yes, the destinies yeah, yeah. um years ago the jin was a trap for men mm-hmm. it would catch a man and so she's yes, caught yeah, in that trap destiny. of earthly destinies yes. she enters that field deliberately yes she doesn't have to yes and look at this marvelous line the godhead greater by a human fate otherwise you know again people often say yes divine mother divine mother is within and above so recently i was sharing this with someone and i said don't get into this illusion <laughs> yes divine mother is within above universal mother but then when she takes a human form comes as an avatar as the individual mother she is all of that the transcendent and the universal but the door to transformation opens through her yes otherwise yes great yogis have celebrated their relationship with the divine mother that's a different story altogether sri ramakrishna ram prasad yes, many yes, others yes, who have you know yes. so but we must know that the god had greater by a human fate she has brought with her the key to the flaming doors of ecstasy yes. <laughs> a dark foreknowledge separated her from all of whom she was the star and stay too great to impart the peril and the pain in her tone depths she kept the grief to come now comes these lines yes as one who watching over men left blind takes up the load of an unwitting race so even people don't know that she has taken up the load and continues to take it so many instances you know where people went and uh, some astrologer has said somebody's lines that i'm going to die young or things like that and she would hold and concentrate and say it's gone this an old formation gone harboring a foe home with her heart she must feed unknown her act unknown the doom she faced unhelped she must foresee and dread and dare so this is the divine mother's work yes and then of course shubindu describes you know we we don't realize uh, how many things happen in our life only that is allowed which is necessary for our progress many things are taken away which we don't you know she uh, creates the path free of obstacles but some are needed because that's a challenge to the soul that's a free choice we have to make certain attachments we are the ones who have to but even that you see one of shobindo's first encounters in alipur jail so see how the divine works so he says why i have been brought here he says even i had my periods of doubt then he says i had asked for your protection only for this work of the country and then he is hears a voice wait and see yeah. and then slowly shri krishna reveals to him the secret and then he realizes and says so beautifully the bonds that i could not break myself 
he came and broke it for me. But that is Sri Aurobindo because he could surrender and say, Gratitude, O Lord, thou hast broken the bonds. But we cry. And we can say that he is breaking the bonds yes, for yes, us. Yes, yes, yes. So we have to be, we have to take it in that spirit. Yes. So she takes up the burden. The long foreknown and fatal morn was here, bringing a noon that seemed like every noon. For nature walks upon her mighty way, unheeding when she breaks a soul, a life, leaving her slain behind, she travels on. Man only marks and God's all-seeing eyes. So another very beautiful, see there are so many beautiful sutras in Savitri. For instance, this idea that God sees everything, God knows everything, is so wonderful. That means not a single effort, not a single pain, not a single struggle ever goes waste. He has vast over it and is documented. In the Christian tradition, they have a saying, uh, not one sparrow is forgotten. Yes. yes, not one sparrow. Wow. And you see here, this is so interesting because we see the long foreknown and fatal morn was here. We don't know anything about this yes. fatal morn yes. yet. We don't know that it's long foreknown. He keeps that behind yes, for a while. Yes, oh. That is the epic part of it. Yes. But it's beautiful that, you know, how there is the story of a lady who, uh, who was very almost uncouth and she could, you know, get angry and sometimes speak to the mother. Not the first one of whom uh, I was speaking. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, there are quite a few. <laughs> so. <laughs> cooks, cooks also. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but this lady, when someone asked mother, why do you give her so much love, so much, mm. uh, you know, she doesn't value it. So mother had this to say, my child, you don't know how much she has suffered and struggled in her previous life. She had foreseen it. And so she was the recipient of a very special grace. Now, of course, it was up to her how she uses it. That's where the human part comes, our effort that, you know, when the grace comes, yes. whether we receive it with joy and gratitude and faithfulness and surrender, or we simply keep complaining. But the divine doesn't forget. Another story is of uh, Amrita. Mm. So, it is said that once when Mother had come as one of her vibhutis was Joan of Arc, and when she was at the stake, she wanted the cross. And nobody would dare to give anything like a cross to her because, you know, uh, they would note him. And he would also be next, uh, you know, excommunicated or there would be an inquisition set up. So, Amrita was one of the priests in the time and he quickly picked up a hay and made a cross out of it and just threw it into the fire. Now, it's a small gesture. But the divine has noted it. Another very interesting story of God's all-seeing eyes is when a lady uh, in the train heard so many things. People were speaking about mother and mother and mother. A group of devotees were coming. So when uh, they were getting down, this uh, 
poor person tells them that see i've been hearing all this you have been saying i don't know whether i'll ever get a chance to see her but from my side can you take this money and give it to her that was 1 rupee so they went and gave it to mother mother kept her in her hands kept the money that 1 rupee in her hands for quite some time she went into trance and then she says the divine will find it difficult to repay this yes yes and the story of the postman postman yes who every month gave 1 rupee to mother month after month year after year one month it didn't come and mother inquired and then she sent the secretaries out to find out if that man was all right for one rupee so everything she would not so you know we are so fortunate to have this exceptional privilege so this is what the divine comes for and this is the her avtarik uh, role few lines below we have aloof apart living within all lives she bore she is doing the yoga in all of us you know people often come here looking for yogis <laughs> then they downgrade and say okay sadhaks <laughs> then suddenly they upgrade though they don't know whether they have downgrade or upgrade when they suddenly find children all over <laughs> yeah. you know from 15 year old children to 50 year old child and to 90 year old child they discover there are so many children but where are the yogis and the sadhaks <laughs> they have merged and fused into just becoming her child again we just have one statement about savitri and now we hear that her nature felt all nature as its own yes and she carried in herself the world aloof she carried in herself the world i mean where are, see they, honestly except for portions where christ speaks in a similar language mm-hmm. where he says i am the path and i am the way and i am the goal and shri krishna when he says i'll take care of everything and he gives the grand vision of whole creation within himself there is a whole vacuum in the entire mystic and spiritual tradition we have had great uh, yogis and masters intellectually brilliant uh, you know people who could interpret the vedas and give commentaries and guide and speak very beautifully and you know even miracles and uh, start a cult or a sect show the path to liberation but here is someone who says i'll carry you where do we find this and and repeatedly the same thing comes so savitri is about the divine mother taking the human burden upon herself yes. and what is satyavan's yoga often you know we people say uh, ashupati's yoga is there savitri's yoga is there yoga of earth is there even the transformation of death is there but tell us what we have to do so what we have to do like satyavan say lay all on her she is, she the, is cause the cause of all very difficult to understand yes right very, very difficult her dread was one with the great cosmic dread her strength was founded on the cosmic mights the universal mother's love was hers 
against the evil at life's afflicted roots her own calamity its private sign of her pangs she made a mystic poignant sword you see this of her pangs uh, she had to go through many many challenges uh, you know uh, we have spoken about it and but look at one of the most difficult moments of mother's life when she almost died is not uh, that famous incident where her thread was cut etc that was in algeria uh, yeah that yeah. was in algeria but see the biggest challenge for the divine is how to experience separation from the divine which we experience as a natural and normal state and we suffer because of that and we don't even know that the real cause of her suffering is this separation so she is the divine mother how does she experience separation so you see when she goes away from pondicherry for the first time when she has come and after a 15 month stay she goes away read the very next prayer and you will wonder solitude harsh solitude why has thou cast me away from the felicity she experienced a darkness as never before and often people ask this question why did why the mother had to go away well because she had to experience the most intense suffering that human beings can ever experience is of separation from the lord the problem is we are all the time experiencing this suffering but we don't even know that this is suffering because that is the remedy is the union so what she did she left her psychic being here she speaks of that yeah. and she says i nearly died yeah. because you know there was no other way and then of course she comes back so even this she had to experience in her life yes. otherwise there is no other way so only when there is a embodied divine and physically there is the separation can she experience the pain and then towards the end we have those lines what she has come for all came back to her earth and love and doom this page 9 the last two lines from below the ancient disputants encircled her so you know it seems humanity has become side thing what i gather often that even if not a single human being were present near mother and shobindo still they would have done this yoga of transformation and the mother says this in so many words perhaps faster <laughs> so ah yes so mother says that that whenever the divine takes a human body he takes it up to transform matter and she says even if nobody recognizes him he'll still do his work and go away at least with christ and krishna we know that very few people recognize their divinity while they were in the physical body even shobindo actually people don't realize see how many um if you see ashram inmates were there through the you know before 1950 if i am not mistaken around 250 and during the war there was an influx otherwise hardly now we speak about you know thousands of people world over and savitri doing the round in the world but at that point of time very few people had their own stories about shorbindo and the mother but very few were ready to take up this yoga so she she came 
back to her earth and love and dome the ancient disputants encircled her like giant figures wrestling in the night so on one side is earth the other side is doom and she is embodying the love and not justice so that is the whole thing that she has come to change the law of justice into the law of love the godheads from the dim inconscient born awoke to struggle and the pang divine and in the shadow of her flaming heart at the somber center of the dire debate a guardian of the unconsoled abyss now who is there look at it in the shadow of her flaming heart yeah. there he comes right there and who is it the inconscient shobindu is introducing us to the main protagonist yes. or antagonist yes and see how he introduces inheriting the long agony of the globe a guardian of the unconsoled abyss inheriting the long agony of the globe so unconsoled abyss you cannot appease this inconscient no amount of sacrifice no amount of tears it is a bottomless pit and then he says inheriting the long agony of the globe all the pain all the struggle and she speaks of that that matter because it has experienced evolution through struggle and pain it believes that there cannot be a grace we have to struggle there is no other way and it takes long for it to understand that yes there is grace but there is grace yes. so this because the matter is directly supported by the inconscient below and so inheriting the long agony of the globe his stone still figure of high and godlike pain stared into space with fixed regardless eyes that saw grief's timeless steps but not life's goal so this is the vision of death the inconscient which which says well world is nothing but grief forget about goal purpose maybe you can escape but there can be no purpose in creation and when mother was said that you know she says when first time i came to know that there is a god who punishes us and then she says i don't want to do anything with that monster yeah yeah so yeah a god who punishes and people have the temerity to say mother has punished you yeah. or spoken harshly to harshly you. to you either they don't know the mother and her grace yeah people say that even i have heard it sometimes here i have heard it mother's punishment if mother were to punish all of us will have to pack our bags and god knows where we'll find refuge return <laughs> to dust return to dust or less than dust afflicted by his harsh divinity so there is divinity even there but which has become you know a, a stone like figure yes. harsh cruel yes full of grief so that is the image that the divine has assumed an image which is full of tear and sorrow bound to his throne he waited unappeased the daily oblation of her unwept tears all the fierce question of man's hours relived 
these sacrifices of suffering and desire earth offers to the immortal ecstasy began again beneath the eternal hand so what can earth offer all the desires that arise in it and it wants the ecstasy it offers the desire yes the return is joy and suffering then it offers the suffering yes. so the divine says now i'll do the offering on your behalf and you know this explains the life of the avatars i feel that in all all the lives that have been written of shri arbindo because invariably there comes a leaning on the historicity and there comes you know a leaning on scholarly articles i think this is missing this missing the the advent of the divine as an avatar and if if ever you know say uh, is is my way of understanding if if the life has to be written it should start with uh, a question answer shobindo gave to a young disciple i think it was nagin doshi uh-huh. who asked him that you know on in this life you have come as avatars what were you doing in other lives so he speaks we were then as vibhutis what were you doing as vibhutis carrying, carrying on, on the evolution, evolution. sir can you elaborate what does it mean carrying on the evolution and shurbindo writes cryptically it would mean writing the entire history of the world now this is how we should start because when you when you look at you know the only scripture which i have read which comes close to this is tulsi's ramcharitmanas not even uh, not even a bhagavad gives some touch of it where it starts from krishna and the other one is rama as avatar that they are divine you take it you start from that baseline and then everything that happens in the life begins to make sense but if you don't know that they are divine nothing makes sense often it can even create you know issues that you know why should indus to go through it oh he also had challenges and difficulties at the most you can say okay this gives hope to us some people stretch that that he also had these difficulties and but they don't realize is a catch in that if we take that position that shurbindo had difficulties and he could become a shurbindo we could also become then we have to be like shurbindo and do the sadhana like him who can say that he can do sadhana like him you know <laughs> i mean i, I mean it will be illusion worse illusion than anybody can harbor simply by shutting yourself in a room you don't become shurbindo most likely you will become a you know crazy madcap i mean what is nonsense again <laughs> it would be eight hours a day how can you walk in a room yeah i mean i i have actually literally tried it after half an hour you begin to wonder <laughs> because mind doesn't work like that you know then you can stretch it to one hour after that you because it's not about a mechanical action it's a constant state inward state in which he is living how can you do that and the result of that walking yes. was that his steps prints were ground. imprinted in the wood yes and human beings no. who covered it up <laughs> unlike the steps of buddha which they have kept in bodhgaya that buddha also used to walk and there are imprints which they have kept so the older disciples were more uh, wiser and that's why when shubindo was asked about you know why is it in, in this ashram you have 
so many difficulties in all <laughs> he said because the disciples are full of doubts so why do you have such disciples he says because it's a modern ashram and we have to take upon <laughs> modern difficulties so modern man's difficulty is doubt he starts with doubt but i wish you know that there was a very clear like he is an avatar and start from there and and there is there even document their own statements mother statement mm-hmm. their past lives where you know very clearly how they have carried on the work and then it leads to yes. shubindo's <clears throat> advent and then what why he has to go to the west why mother has to be born in france everything one connects the dots and sees so beautifully interconnected Otherwise, it's a series of events whose central thread is missing. So here, mark the words, began again. So eternal has come again and again on earth and put his weight on human side. And then we can close with these last few lines. Awake, she endured the moments, serried march and looked on this green, smiling, dangerous world. Only Shurabindu could describe it with an integral yeah. perfection. So, not one-sided view. This we see everywhere in Shurabindu. Yes, it's a dangerous world, but it's also a smiling world. Both are together. <laughs> so, yes. And heard the ignorant cry of living things. Amid the trivial sounds, the unchanging scene, her soul arose confronting time and fate. Looking at humanity, what they would have expected. They must be knowing us through and through. Immobile in herself, she gathered force. This was the day when Satyavan must die. I would like to close with something a few of us heard yesterday. This is not Sri Aurobindo Ashram. It is Sri Aurobindo's ashram. Wow, wonderful. Where did you hear this? Anyways, that's not important, but so true. In fact, there is a letter dictated to Amal Kiran, which Shurabindo dictated, where he says, the ashram is Shurabindo, and Shurabindo is the ashram. It is his physical body. The whole extension is nothing else but his physical body. You want to share something? Yes. What? Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yes. So this is Shurabindo's ashram. Auroville is Shurabindo's city. Yes. Of yes. course. Yes. And the earth is Shurabindo's planet. This actually yes. is the experience yes. of Midananda. Yes. Yes. Oh, what beautiful. Thank you.